So we are about four days into October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month every year. And today I want to talk a little bit about the importance of mommies and parents uh, as survivors. I am the mother of an eight-year-old boy, and my friend, who I recently talked about, is the mother of a, I believe he's three-year-old boy. And... You know, parenting is such an important job, which my friend always reminds me with her posts on Facebook of how important it is to be a parent and to be a good parent, to nurture our children, to empower our children, to not, you know, scold them when they ask questions and try to, you know, encourage their thinking and their emotional development. Well, cancer can impede on that because our our parents, our mommies and daddies are are sick and we can't do the things we need to do. Also, our, our emotions are affected by our treatments, by our medications, by our own survival that we're dealing with and our, and our possible, you know, concerns about death. And so we may not treat our children as kindly as we should or could because we're dealing with a lot. And sometimes that flows over into their world. The other thing is, you know, we, don't know what our children do or don't understand to an extent. I imagine my friend doesn't explain to her little boy, her three-year-old, about her, her disease or about her death because he wouldn't quite understand. He's not at that developmental milestone yet. My son, when I was diagnosed, was seven. However, my son has um, anxiety, and so sometimes explaining things to him can get him very upset or worked up. Or if he misconstrues what he thinks uh, is going on, he can just kind of work himself up. For example, he believed for a very long time that we should not eat birthday cake except for on our birthdays. Because if we did, we would grow older each time we ate birthday cake. So he would say, no one is allowed to eat birthday cake except for their birthdays. Because he felt, you know, if we ate 10 pieces of birthday cake, we were 10 years older. And he would he would have these crying breakdowns because he felt that we would eat cake and die if we, you know, we just continued to eat cake. And so that was his understanding of life and death. So, you know, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was really concerned for him because I didn't know, you know, how he would take it or what would come of that for him. Um... I immediately thought, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not going to survive this and I need to prepare, you know, myself for him by proxy, if that makes sense. So I needed to help him prepare for life. So I wrote him a letter and I, you know, explained my love for him and, and what happened. And I thought about life insurance, which, um, is pretty much impossible to get once you have a cancer diagnosis, by the way. So I wasn't able to help my family with life insurance, um, in case I was to pass and I don't have a savings and I don't have money and I don't have a retirement or burial fund. We don't put money aside. I don't even have a college fund for my, my son. I mean, I wasn't thinking that yet. Like we're, you know, we're 10 years too away from that, which in hindsight, uh, 10 years isn't that far. So probably should work on that. But, you know, I wasn't really thinking about, um, <clears throat> today I was thinking about, gosh, what happens in, in a year or five years? Like, what if I don't survive this? So we chose not to tell my son 
Um, we just said mommy is going to have, um, surgery and I'm going to have some, some, you know, some ouchies and I'm going to have medication because I'm sick and that medication is going to help me and I'm not going to feel very good and I'm going to have to sleep a lot, you know, and he said, Oh, why? You know? And I said, Oh, well, mommy's sick and the doctors are trying to help me. So we didn't really explain it to him. I didn't know how much he'd understand. Also, my son is a very uh, technologically um, advanced child. So I thought he'd hear cancer and immediately run to a computer, Google it, see cancer basically equals death and just freak, you know, lose his stuff. So I thought, gosh, I'm not going to tell him the C word. We didn't use the C word. You know, we said BC for breast cancer or we'd say in anything but cancer. We just didn't use the the C word, the big C word. So we're going along, you know, I'm in my treatment, I'm doing surgeries and we're just trying to, you know, get through it and not worry him, not mention cancer, not allow him to kind of know fully what's going on, but keeping him innocent and safe. Um, and then one day he says, you know, mommy, I know what's wrong with you. And I said, okay, what, what do you think's wrong with mommy? And he says, you have those cancer pointing at my chest. So I said, what is those cancer? And he said, breast cancer. And I said, oh, you know that? And he says, yes. I said, oh, why, why do you think that? And he says, well, I saw you looking at sites and, and groups and Facebook. So I, I know it's breast cancer. And I said, okay, well, does that worry you? And he says, no. I said, are, are you scared at all? Is there anything you're concerned about? No. Well, do you have any questions for mommy? No. And that's pretty much where we left it. So he took it a lot better than I thought he would. But I don't know that he knows the full understanding of it. I don't know that he knows that I could pass. I could have passed. I could still pass. My cancer could come back. Um, so we'll take that as it comes. But um, I think, you know, he said, he thought, oh, I know what this is and I feel kind of you know, like a big boy. So that was okay. <laughs> and we just kind of moved on. You know, in our house, we, we never put it out there like I was going to die. Even if I had those feelings and thoughts to m myself, I'd hide them. You know, when I had my rough days, I wouldn't put it out there for him. I'm sure he saw me cry now and again. I just tell him mommy was having a rough day or I was feeling sick, but I never really put it out there for him that this was the end or that this could have been the end. And I think that's important as a parent because our children need us. Uh, and a lot of studies have shown that developmentally, that if children don't get nurturing from their parents early on, it can lead to mental health disorders and, and other conditions later on. Uh, one condition called uh, reactive attachment disorder is because the, the child or the, the infant doesn't receive touch and connection with a caregiver or parent that they don't know what 
you know, emotional connections with another person are. And so they can actually do kind of the opposite. I call it the push pull effect. So they'll push you away. I don't want you. I hate you. And then they'll say, why don't you love me to kind of pull you back in and get what they need? Because we all need that emotional connection. And then when they feel uncomfortable with it, because they don't quite understand emotional connections with others, they'll push you away again and say, get out, get out of here. Leave me alone. I don't like you. So that's just one example of what can happen if we aren't nurturing our children and having an emotional connection with them early on. So thinking about that and all of the mental health disorders and trauma that comes from having poor upbringing and an absence of parenting or good quality parenting, um, it's so vital that we're here for our children. And how can we be here for our children if we are dying at an early age from cancer? I can't imagine what my son's life would be like or could be like if I were to die now while he's in elementary school. Our life would be completely turned upside down. Um, Everything would change and nothing would ever be the same for him in, in any regard. It would probably be near impossible to keep our constant routine and what we're doing already and keep things normal because of the way our life's set up. So I was just thinking about that today as I dropped him off to school and I was reflecting on, you know, what would it be like if young people like myself in my 30s and my friend in her 30s and if we were to die from this epidemic, this this cancer that is is literally spreading across young women's lives right now. And if we have children, how is that going to affect them and what is that going to look like for them? You know, I'm fully expecting my son to become a very important person in the world and and change the world. He's very compassionate. He's very caring. He has amazing mind for math and reading and science and he loves animals. So I fully expect for him to change the world and make something important of his life. But if my cancer impedes on that, then the world will be deprived of someone who probably could contribute tremendously positive to our world and our country. So I think it's really important that we figure out how to stop young women and men from getting cancer, from getting breast cancer. Um, So today my reminder is to do our self-checks, get those concerns checked out right away, do your annual physicals with your doctor, your blood work so you can check for any concerns. And you know, I know health insurance is a challenge for some, but just do your best to find resources within your community to get free or discounted health care. Um, and if nothing else, just do your checks for yourself. And if you have no concerns, great. But if you find something concerning, don't wait. Don't wait six months. Don't wait a year. Don't wait three years. Don't just let it go and go because you might find that it could be your death sentence in the end because you didn't pay enough attention to your body and what it was telling you. Well, off to work again. So have a great week and I'll record again soon.